received a request for a podcast about the early years of Hortense de Beauharnais. And I was pretty excited about that. So, Hortense started out in, I believe, 1782, somewhere around there. And she was the second daughter of Alexandra and Josephine de Beauharnais. And Josephine and her husband getting along. And when Hortense was born, Alexandra claimed that Hortense was not his daughter. And he broke up the family. So that's how she started out. <laughs> not too good. Anyway. So, <laughs> so Josephine headed off to a convent for some reason, with her two very, very small children, and within a couple of years, since things were not working out in France, Josephine and Hortense headed off to Martinique. And Josephine's son, Eugène, went to... So during these years in Martinique, I'm sure Hortense became a wild island girl. And um, the revolution started up pretty much everywhere. <laughs> it was in America, it was in the Caribbean, it was in Europe, it was in the Mediterranean. So there was definitely something going on. And they had to, their Hortense's grandmother's plantation was set on fire by the slaves, and they barely, Josephine and Hortense barely escaped with their lives, headed back to France, years of revolution. Hortense's parents were both jailed, and her father was killed, and Josephine narrowly escaped with her life. So these were some pretty horrific years for Hortense, and she was taken care of by a, a family friend. And they, they had money somehow during this period, you know, from various sources. So they didn't suffer like that. And then, once Josephine was freed, she really was you know, freed from jail. She really was a changed person. And this was such a traumatic event for Hortense that whatever bond she and her mother had became much stronger. And they were pretty codependent from there on. And because Hortense's father had been executed, Hortense's brother Eugène became extremely interested in vindicating his father. So Eugène wanted to follow in his father's footsteps and be a great statesman, a great general, a great Frenchman because his father 
despite leaving Hortense and his family at her birth, was really not such a horrible guy. And he did have integrity. And he did end up being a pretty good father to his two children. And um, Hortense and Eugène loved Alexandre a lot. He's definitely gotten pretty bad rap in history. Um, but, you know, he was very young when he got married. And it was an arranged marriage. And, you know, Josephine had her faults also. <laughs> That's for sure the truth. And um, anyway, so Eugène became very martial. And he wanted to be like his father. And Hortense became very interested in art and music and any form of culture. And she was very sensitive. And she just wanted to go to school and get an education, and be a good girl, whatever that meant at that time. She was very, very bound by her ideas of, of what a good girl was, and she wanted to be very good. So, her, while this is going on, her mother was becoming a very bad girl, and she was sleeping with a lot of powerful men, and she was doing everything she possibly could, basically to sleep her way to the top. I don't know how history writes about it, but <laughs> it's not too far from that. So... So that's pretty interesting that Josephine and Hortense were going in pretty di different directions and Eugène wanted to be a general. So while this is going on and the revolution is dying down and all these horrible things are settling, when Hortense was 12, this wild-eyed general falls madly in love with her mother, and because Hortense was very possessive and protective of her poor mother, at least that's how Hortense saw it, she didn't want to lose her mother's love to this guy, and she, <laughs> she fought it, and she didn't want him to marry her mother, but he was going to get his way no matter what, because that's who he was. So that's how Napoleon came into Hortense's life. And all Hortense wanted to do is to be a good girl, be the best pupil at her school. She loved school. Everything was fantastic. The woman who ran the school was, in a way, a real mother to her, who taught her how to, how to behave, how to be a lady, the right way to do things. This is the person who really turned Hortense into the, the lady that she became. And um, this lady, she actually had been probably the first lady-in-waiting to Marie Antoinette. So, this woman that I'm telling you about, Madame Campan, lived through the hearts of the revolution and was always telling Hortense about all of the things that she experienced with Marie Antoinette, all the horrible, horrible, horrible things that they did to Marie Antoinette and Louis XVI. And Madame Campan 
loved Marie Antoinette tremendously. So this really connected Hortense to what they called the Ancien Regime, which is the old regime. And she always had tremendous affection for both sides. The old regime, which was her father, and the world of Madame Campan. And very soon after Napoleon married her mother, Napoleon completely won her over because he was he was just really affectionate with her. He was a great guy and he was taking over Italy and he was sending her all these gifts and letters and he was so much better to her than she ever expected. So she basically loved him forever from then on. And then he came back <laughs> and Hortense's mother Josephine was always saying to come back from school to keep her company. And this would go back and forth where Hortense wanted to go to school but her mother wanted attention and company. So this was an ongoing battle. Hortense didn't really want to hang around the, the palatial atmosphere because she found it very boring and idle, which is how her mother was. <laughs> Should I call Josephine boring? Idle, certainly. <laughs> boring, she was very, she had a very sweet way about her. And, you know, she kind of had a lot of people wrapped around her finger. And um, looking back, I, I do see Josephine as a, as a pretty manipulative person. But she was a human being. She was doing her best. She was trying to survive. Anyway, so. So when, when Josephine had her way and Hortense was stuck at the palace, she would draw and do music and take lessons and uh, try to learn English and anything she possibly could to grow and learn. And every once in a while, she could go back to school when Josephine would let her. So these were really the happiest days of Hortense's life when she was in school because, yes, her stepfather was an extremely important person, but she really felt that she was liked for herself. And when she was at the palace, she felt that she was liked because she was Napoleon's stepdaughter. And she hated that. And um, also, she was a teenager, and as she said, everybody thought her hand, <laughs> the decision of who her hand went to, was theirs. So everybody was trying to figure out who she was going to marry. So it was a constant carousel of, of boys being brought to her. <laughs> And she hated that. She hated people trying to control her, people trying to choose who she was going to marry. And she was pretty terrified about marriage. And, uh, you know, 16, 17, that was about the time to get married then. 
and Hortense put it off as long as she could, and she was just trying to not marry someone horrible, which she eventually did. <laughs> and at the same time, Eugène was very excited about having pretty much the greatest general ever as a stepfather. And he was rising up in the army. And he was proving to be a tremendous asset. So Eugène always liked Napoleon and was really excited about the role that he was playing in Eugène's mission to vindicate his father. And Napoleon was always, you know, cool with Eugène's motivations. And, um... It really was the fact that Napoleon was a great stepfather that won me over so entirely to him. 